How can I stop talking if no. I'm supposed to be talking? You're supposed You're to stop talking so I can messages say go. And on the underappreciated movie podcast. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back, friends. New year, same us. I'm like <laughs> I'm Carly. You're supposed to say your name. Now. Oh, uh, hi. Well, I thought I would be last because I just say your name. I'm Gwendolyn. In your name, sir? Tony. In your name, sir? I'm lost. Oh, well. That Jesus. doesn't happen. <laughs> I am too. This week on the podcast, we have a special guest. It's Our Gwen. daughter, Gwen. Say hi, Gwendolyn. Yes. Occasionally d- talked about. Yes. Hello, it is I. Never heard before. Never heard before. Cross has this been a frequent. podcast ever? Huh? Yeah, no. You've been on a podcast before? I've no. never been on a podcast before. Cross's yelling at video games has been on podcasts before. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's true. All right, well, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> but uh, but Gwen has never actually been on the podcast before. Yes, hello. This is I. Do you um, want to give your note, Tony? Uh, no, we don't have a note. Okay. Oh, that's a new format. <laughs> it's a new format. Hey, so. we do what we want. New year, new day. <laughs> That's not the boss of us. In that case, uh, no rules, just right. Some fun facts. Um, I was the first. I was the firstborn, but the child that was allowed to live. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel like that was fun or factual. Entirely. I mean, it was not not factual. That's not. That's not facts. Okay, here's a fun fact. We're going to talk about a movie. <laughs> <laughs> this week on the podcast, I picked a Disney cartoon. <laughs> I won't play. From 2002. Oh, I... I spilled all over me. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. I told still you going. that that was full and I would spill it. I, I don't know. I thought that was a really funny <laughs> I so I'm wow still writing my wow notes. I'm still writing my notes <laughs> for this movie, <laughs> for this movie. <laughs> just now this yes. is a nightmare I watched it today this but I didn't actually stop this him. is a tragedy this episode already <laughs> we're only three minutes in Happy New Year Don't spill me and spill a drink on yourself while he's writing notes for this podcast <laughs> what's going on man All right, look, we're going to take it down a notch. God, everybody's drunk. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm not. (laughs) Neither am I. I have actual regular coffee. All right, so this week on the podcast, I've picked the 2002 movie Treasure Planet. This this is the second Disney movie I've chosen, I think. Oh, I Mm. I thought it was more. No. Disney cartoon. No, but that's not Disney. Okay. With the prince and the... Did you do Frozen? No. 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 I shouldn't have said Prince because every Disney movie has a Prince. Um, yeah, where I did Finding Nemo. He's like, Nemo. I'm going to take your land and to build my pool. Is that a Disney oh, movie? Cusco. Oh, Cusco. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I'm going to take your land to... <laughs> that was the most deranged but yet accurate summary of the Emperor's new group. Emperor's new group. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the emperor gets turned into a, a llama. llama. Yeah. But, but Carly's summary was, "I'm gonna take your land and build my pool," which is not incorrect. <laughs> was Honey I Shrunk the Kids Disney? Yes, but that was not That's a cartoon. This is the this is what the fourth and because I did <sighs> Little, Little Nemo, Nemo and I did 
the Emperor's New Groove, and then I did Atlantis, and then I did this. But I don't think I've done any other cartoons. I've never done a Care Bears movie. I just did Transformers. Yeah, and you did Transformers. No, and Batman. Yeah, you did Dracula. Yeah, but that was... That... Were in, those were animated. I did Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah? Yeah. And we did Lego Batman. And Lego Batman. Yeah. I did an animated movie. What was? Which one was that? Sweeney Top. <laughs> First of all, I did Sweeney Top. Second of all, not animated. <laughs> and you also did Tank Girl, which had an animated sequence, which I'm still trying to forget and yet never will. <laughs> okay. So, let me pull up my notes here. Um... Carly can't pull hers up. Well, I was so, back to the podcast in this. This, yeah. So this movie had a budget of 140 million, and a gross worldwide 110 million. And as of 2011, which I don't know, I'm sure there's been some after that. But as of 2011, this was Disney's biggest financial loss. Damn. So after you factor in the cost. Including a forty million dollars for advertising, which is why they did advertise this Gwen forty million dollars worth of advertising for this movie. Was it tied into like Burger King or something? They, <laughs> they, they had it. I mean, they. I don't know. They had a total loss of eighty million dollars. Uh, so Dorian, they've lost way more than that in movies recently. Yes, that but, is but, also true. But this was as of two thousand eleven. Yeah. So this was a huge flop for Disney. They would take that in a day on some. Although now. it did for like, um, it has a seven point two out of ten on IMDb. With a 60% meta, and it has a 69 Rotten Tomatoes and a 72% audience score. So people seem to like it. Treasure Planet. Haha, <laughs> that's a funny Happy number. Meal toys. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. So it was tied into Happy Meal. It was tied into McDonald's. I'm sorry, McDonald's. Mm. Which is, yeah. This was a movie that Gwen really liked as a little kid. I've seen it a lot. It's your cup bibble. This was also. I'll get the. I, there's also another fun fact that I know that Tony will really appreciate. You can get all of them for ten bucks. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I would because specifically want the that. Next Christmas. Well, for uh, fidgeting purposes, this movie was so nominated that cube from the Hellraiser. for an Oscar. Oh. In the category also, of best animated that. film, 1993, <laughs> it lost. Nineteen ninety three. What did those two? Or, or, I'm sorry, two thousand three. I was gonna say I thought it came out in two thousand two. I'm. <laughs> oh, that lost I see. Uh, the other nominees: Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron. Nope. Actually, that's Lilo fair. and Stitch. Ooh, that probably. Was. Yeah. Ice Age, but Ooh, the winner see. was Spirited Away. Really? Which makes 100% I believe sense. it. Miyazaki makes genius movies. Well, that movie is really good, and there's no way that a Disney film was going to win over a Miyazaki film. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> not in the early 2000s. Broadway, but I thought The that Boy was and the theme. Heron has recently come out. Go watch it. Or don't, if you don't want to. <laughs> probably pretty no, good though. No, watch it because His Robert Pattinson... are very depressing though. Robert Pattinson voiced the heron and did it in two days. <laughs> okay, I don't know that that makes me want to watch a movie no, when I hear that the so voice good. actor did it in his bathroom over the phone. <laughs> he went, but it was good though, was the thing. I'm sure it was... I mean, he's a pretty good actor, so I'm sure it wasn't terrible. I liked him as Batman. Um, Alright, so this was directed by Ron Clements... And John Musker. They also wrote it. Mm. Um, they are a they are a Disney animated animation duo who write and then direct movies. Mm. And so they worked as a team, and they have done the writing and the directing for The Great Mouse Detective, 
The Little Mermaid. Uh, yeah, it's definitely Aladdin. Animation in it. Hercules, The Princess and the Frog, and Moana. Wow! And this movie and Moana are the only two of their movies that did not feature voice work by who? Frank Walker. But Peter Collins in it. Optimus Prime. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. There's also another great voice actor that was in Welcome Back to the Podcast. We'll get there. Okay. Um, I thought great might be. Was it Johnny Depp? No. Because he's great. No. But he, well, you're right. But, well, but he's not on this movie. I'm he so was sorry. in that one movie that I liked really a lot. He's good in Rango. Pirates of the Caribbean? I thought about doing Rango. <laughs> I've never actually seen it, but it looks really good. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually, it was 21 Jump Street. John has secretly fallen in love. Well, John, your dad has secretly fallen in love with Sweeney Todd. He keeps saying that he hates it, and yet he talks about it all the time. It's and a secret. And we're going to see it. <laughs> yeah. We're going to see it because Tony called me in a panic. Hey, this is here. We got to go. Oh, you went to panic. Go. I said, hey, man, Sweeney Todd's coming. He said, well, I've already bought four tickets. Let's go. And I was like, John, calm down. He's like, I can't. I love Johnny Depp. I was like, he's not Johnny in it. Because, but it's Sweeney Todd. And then he started singing. There's I, a farmer. I feel a like both. A farmer? Did you I'm, say a I've farmer? been drinking. I don't know. <laughs> Some of that is true. I feel like both. I I feel like if you took both versions of those events, hey. you'd find the truth somewhere in between. <laughs> All right. The text message exchange is in my phone. It, it was more than a week ago, so it may take me twenty minutes to scroll. I was gonna down. say you have to get through a lot of primarks and. Uh... Okay. So, All right. Uh, this movie stars. I'm not exactly sure what social media platform we talked on. Because I will have three different conversations with Tony at the same time Sweet. on three different social media platforms. Okay, so Justin Gordon-Levitt voices are Joseph. main... Joseph. <laughs> I wrote it down. We're four minutes in it's now. It's right here. <laughs> Welcome back he to the podcast. He voices Jim Hawkins, yeah. our main character. Has he been on the podcast? He, uh, he has. He was in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, yeah. He's also, of course, been from Third Rock from the Sun, but also was in A River Runs Through It. Dark Knight Rises. Inception. Inception. Dark Knight Rises. Looper. Dark Knight Rises. G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. (laughs) (laughs) The Dark Knight Rises. And this movie called The Walk, which was about this famous tightrope artist that tried to walk between... um, skyscrapers and me and cross were at the movies seeing something i don't remember but we were seeing something in 3d and they had a trailer for that in 3d and both me and cross had to take our 3d glasses off because we couldn't handle that i've seen you play plank i know (laughs) he was also in a movie called don john where he had that movie's terrible with Scarlett Johansson. That movie is crap. And Brie Larson. Oh, I did watch that. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry for you. Well, he has a thick, thick accent. He's got it. a thick New York accent. He's got a Scarlet. thick something. She's, and she's all, all like, right. you know. Also in this movie. Don't buy cleaning products in front of me. Is Emma Thompson as Captain Amelia. Welcome back to Welcome the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Love from actually. Straight. No, welcome to... She, the prostitute movie. Yes. Good Jesus. luck to you. Movie. Good luck to you, Leo Grand. Grand. That's the one. Also, Love Actually and Stranger Than Fiction. Always and Doolittle. Ah, you did that. But, she was the squad. But to be fair, everyone's in Doolittle. Like, <laughs> 70 voice actors in that. I think and we're in one part of Doolittle. Stranger Than Fiction, that was such a good movie. <laughs> I know. That's what you realized you like, Will Ferrell. That guy, the other guy from Elf. And the prostitute movie, where she buys the other guy from Elf. Jesus okay. Christ. She Dad. needs to calm it down. 
All right. We then... saw her naked in that movie. <laughs> Congratulations. It's, uh, it's nothing new. It's burned itself in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> she looks pretty good. All right. Then she we also have <laughs> We also have Welcome Back to the Podcast, Mr. Martin Short, mm-hmm. playing the character of Ben. Welcome back from Father, Father of the Bride. Bride and often forgotten about Captain Ron. <laughs> As true. often as also, possible. Also, spoilers, my birthday pick for Tony this year, Inner Space. <laughs> um, then we have John Silver, who's played by Brian Murray, who people in the reviews were like, oh, Brian Murray was so great. Oh, it's great to see Brian Murray doing this. And I looked at his IMDb and it didn't look fantastic. And I'm like, I don't know who this dude is. <laughs> then we have uh, Lori Metcalf playing Sarah Hawkins, Jim's mom. Of course, welcome back to the podcast from Scream 2. You stopped on me. Oh, wow. And Roseanne. Then we have <laughs> Dr. Doppler played by the great David Hyde Pierce. Welcome back to the podcast <laughs> from The Perfect the Toast. The Perfect Toast. <laughs> and also. That movie is bananas. Down with <laughs> Yeah, you might like that one. I it's watch weird. it. I, man, there are quite a few movies I just don't watch. Well, so. this was a weird one. You would never find it if you didn't know it existed. I don't know yeah. how Carly found it. She. <laughs> I made her watch it. <laughs> how did you find it? Because I watch weird movies. <laughs> but yeah, also... dude, he's not in anything. Brian Murray. Right. Yeah, I know. All right, but uh, David Hyde Pierce, also welcome back from Down With Love. Of course, he was in Frasier, Hellboy. Oh, this blast from the past. Anybody remember Osmosis Jones? Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> it's an oldie but a baddie. And A Bug's Life. Then Damn. we have Mr. Arrow, voiced by Roscoe Lee Brown, who is an extremely fam- uh, famous actor who from like the 70s. Um, then we have Corey Burton. Welcome back to the podcast. He plays one of the pirates. But he was the character of Mole from Atlantis. He played Spike in Transformers the movie. And he was the announcer for the Bounty Law ads on Once Upon a Time in Mexico. In Hollywood. Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Interesting uh, backlog. It was. I was just kind of looking at him and I was like, eh, interesting. Maybe they brought whiskey sours into my life. Then we have the character of Hands, played by Michael McShane. Who is uh, from Office Space and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And then finally, Scrope, the, uh, like, arachnid lobster man. Yeah. His name from the crow. He was played by Michael Winscott. Welcome back to the podcast. Top dollar in the crow. He was also in The Three Musketeers, Robin Hood, Prince of Tights, yep. and The Count of Monte Cristo. In The Three Musketeers, the Disney version, he was Rochefort. Didn't that smell sort of a cheese? It is. A smelly sort of a cheese. But yes. Um, <clears throat> what do you think going in Carly? Uh, never saw it. <laughs> I actually said to Tony, is it Treasure Island or Treasure Planet? What is this movie? It is, in fact, inspired by <laughs> Treasure Island. Like like most pirate movies. Robert Louis Stevenson is credited as a writer from the original Treasure Planet story. <laughs> ah. that's, that's my fault. What do you think going in John? Who? You. Oh, I've seen this. What do you think going in Tony? <laughs> I never seen nor heard of this really, so I was like, okay. Cool. What'd you think going in Gwen? Well, it was a movie that I distinctly remembered from my childhood as being something that has altered my brain chemistry and is a huge reason as to why I think space is super cool. Okay. Uh, so I was just excited because I hadn't seen it for a while and I was like, oh, yay, let's watch it again. And I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. All right. I have two reviews. The first review. 
No, in the new format, we do three. Fort rooms. Lincoln Minor Park from January of 2007 says Treasure Planet is a gem. Period. <laughs> I keep hearing how this movie will never be part of Disney's classics. Well, I like this movie more than some of Disney's so called classics. A great story, amazing animation, believable characters and relationships, great music that actually fits the movie's atmosphere. This movie has so many amazing elements Sorry, that its flaws like look so small compared oh God, to all. No, I, I took <laughs> a screenshot of the lyrics of that song because it was. I, I, thought, I swore they wrote it while they were doing it. I no, listened no, to no. that I'm song a lot. I like life. And <laughs> I love great. I went to the store, got some coke, and some bread. Is this a song? The only oh. reason I'm not giving it a perfect score is even though I adore this movie, I don't adore it as much as The Iron Giant, The Secret of Nim, and The Little Mermaid. Fair. He rated this I mean, those are 10 out of 10. Perfect. But you rated it. I this movie as best as the best animation movies that have ever you come know, out. You know, but you're missing okay. the joke. <laughs> and I'm then, not. counterpoint. You have to explain the joke. Cat, dog, man, fish. You're not going to explain the joke? No, he said he wasn't giving it a perfect score, and then he gave it a perfect score. Is that the joke? Yes. 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 Ah! It's so much fun here now. <laughs> I don't like it when you're drunk. I'm not drunk. You said it's always funny when you explain the joke. I was trying to set you up for your joke, but never mind. It's not your. It's Cat not dog manfish says this movie is a mess. It's Disney's third ad- adaptation of Treasure Island. As good as that story is, Disney has just beaten it to death. This is a very showy and gimmicky movie, and for most people, that covers up the bad writing and annoying characters. I usually love Martin Short, but his character makes you want to stick your head in a microwave. <laughs> Take off your nostalgia glasses and give this movie an honest watch. It's a mess, and it's not good. One out of ten. <coughs> okay. oh, it sucks you can't get the map. You have to each each character comes with a piece of the map, and you put it all together. Oh, what? So but so you can't have to buy all of them. Yeah, to get each one comes with one piece, and you. Yeah, but it's like ten bucks. Well, each each one is ten bucks. Oh, okay. so, uh, so yeah, like seventy bucks for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Tony wants the map for no, Christmas. Glenn does. I, Glenn so. I want. I want the map to fuck with. <laughs> oh, I might need an actual chair. Oh goodness. Okay. Would you like to switch spots? No, I just need to. Kelly's not Suffer. <laughs> yes, that's right. I just want to suffer. All right, any other tangents real quick? Um, you need to say a few words first, and then we will. Okay. <laughs> huh? Let me check. Did I have any other trivia I wanted to talk about? Um, no. Okay. So, this opens with a narration about space merchant ships and the pirates that preyed on them. So, this is a steampunk-esque story. So, it's, you know, your Treasure Island story classic and it has the classic kind of merchanter ships from the 17 and 1800s but it is of course set in space and while they do show you the sails catching like solar winds and they also show you them having like gravity fields they don't ever show you any reason why they can breathe in space. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I said that I'm really curious as to what was behind the world building of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they just made that, it seem like I and did, thought it would I be really cool. want to know the lore. <laughs> I don't know, man. I wonder if this is what inspired that Three Musketeers Bananas oh, remake I made you guys watch. <laughs> 
Tony got very angry in that one. Uh, <laughs> not how Zeppelins work. <laughs> Whoa, sounds like it's so I will spot. say, when, when David Hyde Pierce's character showed up in that whole suit, I thought there would be a line about how you don't need a suit. <laughs> mm, no. Never comes up. Never comes up. <laughs> All right, we see little Jim Hawkins reading this story about Captain Flint, the notorious pirate, and his band of rapscallions, and how they were bringing all their loot to the legendary treasure planet, the loot of a thousand worlds. Oh my god, I was just violently reminded, um, I'm pretty sure this is what One Piece was was inspired by. (laughs) Because I was like, because now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, treasure treasure planet is the fucking One Piece. I think One Piece might be older than this, though, right? Um, what is I this, don't. 90? This is. It started in the nineties. It might have been inspired by Treasure Island. Then Treasure Planet came out, and Oda was like, "Holy shit, yeah." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You'll have to Google when did One Piece come out. Um. So we. So we see little Jim Hawkins. He's interrupted by his mom, Damn. who tells him it's bedtime, and he's like five more minutes, and then they get in bed, and she finishes the story with them. And then she puts him to get, she blows a raspberry on his belly and puts him to bed. And it's very sweet. Then we see teenage Jim, whose oh, wind. Even the rat tail? Mm-hmm. You big into the rat tail? Mm-hmm. Did you have a rat tail? Yes, I did. It was That's very, uh, did. it was very Padawan I core. Did, too. did you guys take a blonde though? <laughs> I wasn't as much of hair dyeing as you were. <laughs> that is a fact. That is a fact. I've seen pictures of you with various... Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite color? Blonde. Um, but teenage Jim... Now, apparently, it just... It was revealed that this character is only 15 years old in one of the interviews with okay. the writers. Which, I don't know if that makes any difference to anybody, but this character is apparently 15. I, I feel like... I thought he was older than that. I thought he was 17. I feel yep. like it would make a little bit more sense if he was like 17. Well, maybe that's why they didn't keep it in the movie, but it was revealed in interviews that he was only 15. Because. But, <laughs> but 15 would be a good age for a cabin boy. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so we see him windsurfing. He's on a wind surfboard slash Wasn't that, motorbike thing. Wasn't that the pit bull from uh, Back to the Future 2? Oh, <laughs> with a sail attached to it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, so he's windsurfing and Brody you go would, over water. You don't got no power. See, Brody. That's a good joke. Brody would be very. Who? Brody would be very impressed. Who? Anyway, he has a surfboard canoe. Anyway, so he and he flies all over, doing flips and tricks and being pretty much the most awesome thing. This will come back later. It's not foreshadowing at all, I'm sure. But he goes to a restricted area. And he gets caught by the police. And then we flash to his mom. She's working hard at her inn. It's like, you know, and it's, you can see there's all these different aliens. It's setting up that more about how this is a space world. And um, she is telling Dr. Doppler, who is a mog, half man, half dog. Like Goofy. Um... Yes. <laughs> and like barf. Barfalimu! You know, it's barf all over you. And um, so she's telling Dr. Doppler that Jim has been doing better. Just as the door opens and there is Jim being brought home by the cops. Mm. 
They tell his mother that he has violated his probation by driving into a restricted area and that his, I don't remember what they call it, is being uh, impounded as punishment. And that if he has one more slip up, they're sending him off to juvie. So it's kind of a typical rebellious teenager stuff. And uh, the mother is at his wit's end. She, he goes and starts helping out, busting tables at the inn. She tries to talk to him. He won't talk to her. Later, he overhears her talking to Dr. Doppler about how she just doesn't know what to do anymore. She's tried everything, everything ever since his dad left. She just doesn't know what to do with it. So, as uh, that's happening, then a ship crashes out of the sky and lands at their dock. And Jim goes out to the ship. And there's a man, a creepy, creepy man. I'm pretty like sure he was a turtle, turtle alien. Man. Yeah. Turtle man? He was a turtle man. He, was, he, was, was he a ninja? No. 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 Maybe when he was younger, when he was a teenager. No, he's a pirate. Um, and it's Billy Bones. He creepily uh, tells Jim that he's being chased by the cyborg. Beware the cyborg. He's going to want to get his hands on this. And he's got a chest and... Jim brings him into the inn, and he comes in, and he he's like, my chest, boy, and he takes a thing out of his, out of a chest, like an actual chest, not like his, his heart, yes, but like, like a treasure chest. Like a treasure chest. Because <laughs> this is pirates. And hands uh, to Jim and says, keep it safe, don't let the cyborg get it, and then he dies. Your dude fucking dies. Real quick. They did, in fact, try to, like, hide it off screen the way Disney usually censors deaths with the shadows on the wall. But you still see him, like, visibly fucking die, and it's weird. It is. Did they make him in a turtle suit? It's a very... It's, no, like, you see... You know what? They might have. We don't know if they eat sentient people at this gym, but the inn is attacked. And Sarah Jim and Dr. Doppler have to run for it. We just see shadowy figures... As they start ransacking the inn, looking for whatever it was that Billy Bones had, but it escapes with Jim and Sarah and Dr. Doppler. Dr. Doppler takes them to his mansion, I think. I don't know if that's his house or his place of business. It might be his estate. Mm -hmm. I, they don't really say. But uh, as they're there, they're discussing things. We find out that the inn has burned to the ground, which is a real kick in the butt for poor Sarah. Son almost gets a, you know, it's almost shipped off to Juvie, then her in burns down. She's not having a good day. Well, it's also where they, it's really her home. She's making ends meet. And now, there's nothing. Her home and her way to make money are gone. Yeah. I guess she has to stay at Niles' house. Mm -hmm. I guess. While all this goes down. Hope Daphne doesn't mind. Mm. <laughs> or Maris. While they're discussing things, Jim's been playing with the sphere that Millie left him, and it opens, and it shows a map. Now, Dr. Doppler noticed, or noted, what is he, a physicist? Astrophysicist? He's, he's an astronomer. He's an astronomer. Okay. Astrophysicist. Sometimes I don't remember all the details. Yeah. It's hard. I was just looking at the lines where he He studies space. That's, that's what he does. He's not a real doctor. He's just an astronomer. <laughs> yeah, he has a PhD, which means Jack. <laughs> Uh, he identifies the different space areas in the map, and they all lead to Treasure Planet. 
<laughs> the loot of a thousand worlds. Now, Sarah's like, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a story. Those are legends. That's not real. This isn't a real place. But, but here's clearly a map, and all these places are real. And Jim, 15-year-old People are Jim, willing to kill you over it. Passionately begs her to let him go find Treasure Planet. Now, this is the part that I have the problem with. My inn has burned to the ground. All that's left of it is my 15-year-old son who just found a treasure map. And hit, and I'm going to let my 15-year-old son go off on an adventure with our old family friend, Dr. Doppler. And I'm going to stay where? <laughs> and do what? <laughs> Why didn't she go? Because she's taking his estate. To take Why care of didn't she go? Take care of Doppler Doppler's estate. Because well, it's a Disney movie and you can't have parents. Well, that's true. <laughs> She's lucky she didn't die. <laughs> Traditionally, she would have been killed by one that's, of the pirates. You know what? That's fair. Um, she probably would have fucking gotten murdered. And he would have been an orphan. <laughs> that's fair. I hadn't considered that. Yes, Disney loves to fridge their parents. His dad already got that treatment and he didn't even die. He didn't even make it into the movie. We saw his out. Oh, we saw his flashbacks. We see legs. his legs during the flashbacks. I kept we'll thinking that he might show up. Yeah, I was waiting for as him to be somebody at the end. As a pirate or as something. But he like in... No, dude, motherfucking like Like in every pirate movie. He just Whoever straight up abandoned his family. I can't remember. Which, I mean, hey, at least be consistent when you go pick up the milk. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I... Like, I've read Treasure Island, but it's been a long time. And I've seen many different um, adaptations. The best of all time, I think, being... Muppet, tre Muppet Treasure Island. Mm. Um, <laughs> she loves a Muppet. She does. Do We've like never Muppet. done one. To be no. fair, Muppets are Some fucking hilarious. But that doesn't, that doesn't count. That's not a Muppet. Maybe, I, maybe I'll see if I can find a, don't, a copy of Don't Eat the Pictures. Um, the Muppets get trapped in a museum. It's great. It's got I've a never fair, heard of it. It's, very, it's kind of similar, but not quite. The same as not at the museum. There's a very similar <laughs> magical Egyptian plot. That was on. such a good movie. We did it. We did it. I know. <laughs> Anyways. Um, blah, 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 blah. So Dr. Doppler wants to go as well, and he's going to fund this expedition. And, yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that's his house. let them go, and she agrees because it, you know, there could be treasure. It could, you know, get them their life back. Also, it'll be very character building for Jim. And, you know. And maybe he'll get a job, if nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> so well, they head out around the end. to the spaceport. Yeah, but. And we see know. them, their planet <laughs> side, and they look up at the moon, which is in a big crescent. But it's not really a moon. We zoom in, and it is the Montressor spaceport. I do have to say, that's probably one of my favorite transitions in the movie, where the crescent, where you just zoom in on the crescent moon, and yeah, then it's not really a cool. true crescent. It's fucking awesome, every time. It is very, very cool. <laughs> um, so, they head to the spaceport, and Dr. Doppler is wearing a ridiculous spacesuit, and Jim is just wearing his regular clothes, and doesn't seem to be concerned about <laughs> the space at all. Um, and they go to meet the ship that they have commissioned the RLS Legacy, which those initials are of um, the author. That's so cool. Of the book. This is Robert Louis Stevenson. And um, 
They meet Captain Amelia and the first mate, Mr. Arrow. Now, Captain Amelia is pretty top-notch, the, just the most wonderful captain you ever you ever met. She is a cat, mm -hmm. and she's very ship-shape, and Mr. Arrow looks a little bit like the thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. A big, imposing rock man sort of a figure. Um... But all of the but the weird thing is that the captain says to the doctor that she doesn't really care for the crew that he's hired, and the crew is very disreputable. But you would think a captain of her stature, like she seems like she runs a fairly tight ship, mm -hmm. like she is a very trustworthy, notable captain, would have yes, but in the movie mostly her own crew. Like, I, but all the crew turned out to be pirates. You would think it would have been like half and half. Mm -hmm. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. I wonder if there's people. just like an unaddressed <laughs> yeah. world building implication of how, like, when you hire people to help you do a job, it's like you hire captains, but then you also have to hire each. You also have to hire like a crew for that captain. I'm just saying. Sometimes and it's I, like you don't. You just don't get the same thing in this world. It's just weird. It's just sometimes it's yes, just it's weird. Yes, totally strange. It's not what we're used to. <laughs> and so the Dr. Doppler starts to talk about the map, and she drags them off into the captain's cabin. She's and like, Dude, don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. She Hi. tells them to keep that to themselves. <laughs> um... She says, with respect, zip your howling screamer. Is that like um, such a salt box? Yes, it is. Catch these battles? You don't um, catch these battles. She asks to see the map, and she locks it up, and she says, you know, nobody else but us knows that it's here, and we're only going to open it and look at it in this room so that nobody else knows. She Her then, state room is nice. It is really nice. She then tells Mr. Arrow to take Jim to the galley to be put to work and takes Dr. Doppler topside. So I don't know what part of their deal was, but apparently Jim is employed as a cabin boy on this voyage and nobody told him. <coughs> apparently Dr. Doppler made some weird choices when he funded this exhibition. First yeah. of all, he hired a crew that doesn't necessarily is, belong to the ship that she doesn't like. And second of all, he made it so Jim is a cabin boy who has to work the whole time. <laughs> because he funded it. So he I think made well, these choices. So he did in fact say that he'd never been on an expedition <laughs> slash voyage before. So I think this was all from, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Let's pick the first thing that works. It's just odd. I think they just want him. Busy. Of course, he's, he's going to be fucking up stuff if he's not. Yes, know, he's of course. In the way. Well, and he needs the character building and yeah. the growth and to become a man. And so the movie can happen. Yeah, but this is what we do. We talk about the weirdness in the plot. Really? Yeah. you want to think of the plot. Why don't you get off um, I Instagram from watching you. and talk about this movie? I learned from watching you. Okay. Well, this is what I learned from watching you. No, I need. To <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> He does take her phone regularly while she's always I'm on it. <laughs> I usually this is not unusual. IMDb. No, it's not unusual. <laughs> so Jim is taken to the galley, and he is assigned to John uh, Silver, the cook. It does not seem like he needs any help. <laughs> no, but he is also a cyborg. Dun, oh, dun, it's dun. so obvious. So 
I do have to point out, um, the, the way that they build up this, like, twist, it's not really a plot twist. It's more like a twist of, of the not. night. This is a movie for children. <laughs> they can't make it not obvious, or children won't get it. It's, this is written for, like, six-year-olds. <laughs> uh, Jim meets Morph, John Silver's shapeshifter pet. Which is amazing. And then he's yeah. assigned <laughs> duties as a new cabin boy. Jim is instantly suspicious of Silver, but uh, Silver plays it cool. Jim asks some questions, but he's not as slick or sneaky as he thinks he is. Because again, because he's a kid. Because he's a kid. <laughs> and uh, Silver plays it all off because he's an experienced old pirate. He's not going to fall for your silly tricks. And the ship launches. And I like this whole sequence. It's very cool. You get a lot of good animation here. Mm-hmm. This is one of the scenes that remind that makes me think of Atlantis as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the that movies are very similar because the central plot is not a love story. Mm-hmm. It is an adventure, which is different tonally than most Disney animated films. If you look at the other animated films that these people worked on like the little mermaid or aladdin or hercules the central plot is a romance but if we look at the movies that you've picked the central plot is not no because emperor's new groove but it's not, not a romance these are it's Nemo. a romance not a romance yep. <laughs> I will tell you, romance it is a romance but it's like a really nice slow burn but it's not a it's not a central part of the plot yeah it's not what matters get a disney like it's not the disney princess finding her prince like in the other movies they wrote like moana there's no romance in that or Mm -hmm. the because she's a whole baby which is a great sherlock holmes kind of (sighs) thing and that's that's a good great movie too. I really like that. There was a time where there was a lot of movies featuring mice as the main characters. <laughs> the Great Mouse uh, Detective, The Rescuers, Fifel. There are no cats in America. I've heard that, but I think cheese. that's not true. Um, but we get space whales. We get to see this nebulous kind of atmosphere as orca. What was it? Orca Galacticus or whatever. Something yeah, like that. and it had a blowhole and it covered him in goo. Which that costs extra. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Um, the crew, we can see all the crew, and they are quite sketchy. Um, Jim's put to work swabbing the decks, and uh, he immediately gets into an argument with Scrope. A lobster man? I'm pretty sure he is a... Some sort of arachnid. I think he's a crab, actually. He's some sort of arachnid. I I mean, crabs uh, are the spiders of the sea. He threatens to murder Jim. But, and Jim is really disrespectful. Now, I get it that this kid did not think he was coming on board to be a cabin boy. But at the same time, this dude is... Like, he's quite mean, and Jim is just mouthing off... Like any little shit kid ever. <laughs> um, we see uh, Silver. Silver breaks up the fight, and then we see him later meeting with the crew, yelling at them about blowing their cover before it's time. Then we get a musical break. 
We get a montage of flashbacks to Jim growing up and his dad leaving, interspersed with him doing chores on the ship. And finally, John Silver teaching him how to do things. And we see, we see like scenes of his father leaving, and then we see Silver becoming this father figure, and it kind of culminates in them in one of the long boats, and Jim showing what a great pilot he is, very much. Luke Skywalker and Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> if Obi Wan Kenobi was uh, uh, Jango Fett, <laughs> maybe a little bit. But it's all this big weird montage. Um, then uh, we get an action sequence as a nearby star looking supernova goes supernova, which would kill off them. The port bow. Like, yeah, it's a little much. <laughs> but it is bananas. And luckily, Dr. Doppler is there. Yes. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So first the star explodes going supernova and pushes them out with a wave of death behind them. One of the pirates gets in the gunner's chair and fires the cannon at asteroids that the are coming only thing them? that i can even Debris? extrapolate it to be would be parts of the star's core because when stars die their co- it's when their cores start turning into iron so it would be, be liquid iron it would be liquid iron is the thing but i don't know it's, but it's, it's kind of fun it's fun. so physically impossible it's a, it's a fun crazy I mean, gutter it's a kind Disney of a scene movie about yeah. About steampunk and space yeah, travel. I know. <laughs> so they're being flung out by this giant ball of fire, and then all of a sudden they're Where's reversed the fact they're and pulled back. As the star yeah. that went supernova within three minutes has now become a black, a black hole. hole. It would have been actually instant. It's gone, so, it's gone from blow to suck. Right. The captain is steering the ship while Dr. Doppler does some quick math. And starts to predict the waves. They're like kind of caught in a whirlpool. And they're going to get pulled in. The fact. But, <laughs> but with his calculations, they're able to get out. Now the crew has frantically furled the sails. Uh, while So they don't catch on fire. Sold the sails. And Jim has yeah, secured everyone's lifeline. So they don't fall off the ship. Which so is rope. rope! That they wrap around their middles. Yep. That's it. Space rope. <laughs> so as soon as I mean, you get launched off, you're still breaking your back. You're just attached yeah. to this rope in one spot. <laughs> no, they're all as strong as drafts. It's like that scene in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Where Drax tries to I mean, they're cartoons. And... So they can bend any way they want. <laughs> yeah. But just as they get everything furled, then the captain tells them to unfurl the sails. And we have that classic crew moment of, but what now? We just furled them. But <laughs> they unfurled the <coughs> sails so that they can ride the wave. And in the chaos, Mr. Arrow f- is flung off the ship. Thank God for his lifeline. But then we see Scrope at the top of the sails. Snip, snip. And Mr. Arrow floats off into a certain doom. Which, by the way, they crossed the event horizon. So if the super initial explosion of the supernova wouldn't have immediately fucking killed them, the black hole certainly would have. I know it's fun, but it's just well, so impossible. But I don't understand what you're going to get to. Why, why didn't you just say the rope broke? 
Why do they have to say the kid did it? Because Scrub hates the kid. Oh. Yeah. I was just like, you just the rope. No, because the kid fucking took the piss out of him, so he's like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make you responsible for life. Captain Long John Silver (laughs) has been having a good time with Jim. Playing dad, teaching him things. They're hanging out. They're having a good time. Meanwhile, all this pirate crew has been watching him buddy up to this fucking kid that bad-mouthed it, that back-talked to him, that's disrespectful, and they got to put up with this shit? First, they got to pretend to pay attention to this Captain Amelia bitch, follow this for Arrow's orders, and then they got to fucking take some disrespect from this shit kid? You know, I mean, they're pirates. I know, but pirates gonna pirate. Yeah, pirates. that's true. I guess they don't know that he likes Jim yet. But no, uh, they Scrub do. reported that uh, Mr. Arrow's lifeline wasn't properly secured. Captain Amelia's very sad, gives a heartfelt speech because Mr. Arrow was a fine spacer. Always ship shape. And Jim is upset as well because he thinks that he has killed Mr. Arrow, even nice. though he secured everything. Oh, it's fine. It fell on the carpet. It also didn't fall very so far. <laughs> Earlier, my phone fell off the counter in the bathroom onto my toe. It hurt. Which one? Big toe? Little toe? No, little, like the second toe. Oh. <laughs> That's not good. Earlier today, I bent over to pick up... What did I... Oh, to pick up a shoe, and I hit my head on the wall. Oh. oh that happens to me sometimes. We have the sloped ceilings in a couple of rooms. And I will not realize that if I lean over, I'm going to hit my head on the well, ceiling. Well, it's like, there's a corner because on my side of the bed is like where Cross's closet comes out. So there's like that, there's a corner there and I bent over and ran out of the corner. It's, it's hurt all day. I really knocked myself silly there. But they make it through the school room. Jim is very upset as well, but Silver gives him a pep talk. <laughs> and tells him that he is the makings of greatness. He sees stars in his eyes. <coughs> Literally. Hello, B. What's up? He's a jukebox <laughs> hero. He's a jukebox hero. Then he goes to bed. The next morning, Jim wakes up and he chases Morph. Because Morph has stolen his boots. It's oh, Morph and time. <laughs> and he chases him all over the ship. Morph is kind of a cool little side character, always morphing into different people and mimicking different characters. Just people. He's a typical, adorable, cartoon Disney that. character that little kids love. Not much cooler, though, than, say, Olaf the snowman. Or the octopus that farts the whole time. Or whatever that is, snail. Oh, the, David Hyde Pierce speaks flatulence. Yeah. Whatever that dude is. <laughs> the guy who's... Hammock is right above Jim's, so that yes. he gets awoken by farts in his face. He's not as cool as the mole guy from Atlantis. No. no, nobody's as cool as mole. Or the explosive guy. That guy was cool. Maybe nitroglycerin. The mountain shakes. And explosives. Um. So Jim chases Morph, and more, and finally catches Morph and falls in a barrel. And while he's in the barrel, he overhears the crew preparing to mutiny. And uh, Silver tells them that it's too soon. And they're like, well, you've all gone soft. 
cozying up to that kid. And Silver then talks some shit about Jim and is like, it's all part of my act. And I'll tell you when it's time to mutiny. So then Jim is like, shit. He They're pirates. Says shit. Now he's got to cover his ass. Now he's got to cover his ass. I bet he looks like a go-bot. And as the crew goes up, the crew goes upstairs because they spotted land. It seems like they would spot a lot of land because they plus many, many planets. Well, they the they spotted the fucking planet. <laughs> but it is the X planet, Treasure Planet, which you'd think it would have a different name, like a regular name. It's, it's got like rings that look like an X, but they can't, but it's not like the whole planet's covered in treasure. Can't even find the like treasure. Like the Greenland Iceland thing is or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like, they can just on the nose, isn't it? they can just make out like where they hide all the money. I don't know. And silver's like, where's Ralph my spyglass? A treasure planet. <laughs> Might be that one. It's like Journey to the Center. <coughs> Helms Deep. We're in the center of the Earth. That's Treasure Planet. <laughs> Anyways, um, they look. Silver wants to look at the. Uh, planet through his spyglass, but apparently it's in his other cybernetic arm. So he goes looking for his spyglass, and as he goes back to find his spyglass, he sees Jim. So they look at each other suspiciously, and uh, Jim's like, I'm not falling for your shit now, dude. I heard you. You're um, a mutinous pirate. And so Silver says, you know what? It's mutiny time. It's morphin' time. They mutiny. <laughs> so Jim grabs the captain and the doctor, and they hole up inside the uh, captain's state cabin, room. the stateroom. Those make mutiny look like fun, don't they? <laughs> and they grab the map, and they head off to the longboats to escape. So the pirates are going after the map. They break into the stateroom, but they've already ran away. So they follow them through the ship. Um, while they're getting the longboat down, Morph grabs the map. Mm-hmm. And Jim fights with Morph to get the map back, and then Silver sees Morph with the map and tries to call Morph. Chances Morph is having say. this great time because the two people he loves the most in the world are playing this great game with him. And he goes and he hides in a pile of rope, and Jim reaches in and grabs the map, <coughs> puts it in his pocket. Oh, he has stuff to say. Oh, it's your daddy. Well, you can the pineapple. You don't understand. <laughs> If I tell Kelly to go get your no, daddy, he does. He's been barking all night. You played with Miss B and like, the pig stop. in the last episode. Don't do that. <laughs> um, so they managed to escape onto the ship. But as they're trying to get down to the surface of the planet, their longboat is clipped by the ship's laser cannon. And they crash. When they, and in this scuffle, uh, Captain Amelia is hurt. Perhaps some broken ribs, maybe? We don't know. Um, I think it's like... We um, never see any blood. We don't really know what's happening. When you're hit with a point-blank explosion, um, it, it's the shock of the G-force. So I think her insides are just a little bit fucked up. (laughs) They don't show us because it's a Disney movie. (laughs) It just needs it for the plot. But they land and Jim's like, it's alright, I got the map. But it turns out it's not the map. It's morph. <laughs> it's very convincing when he turns into things. Yes. Well, I mean, well, that's kind name. of what he is. Well, yeah. it would be a handy companion for a pirate. Yeah. You could turn into any tool you need, apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So um, Amelia says, we need to get out of here. We got company coming. So Dr. Doppler helps her and Jim goes to scout ahead. And um, as Jim is scouting, he finds Ben, short for bioelectric navigator. Ben is a robot. And he's short. he has it's been a very long time since he's seen any sort of intelligent life, especially carbon-based life. And uh, he rambles off a bunch of information slash nonsense. But uh, we learn that he was marooned here by Captain Flint. <laughs> and then Jim is like, Captain Flint? And tries to get some information out of Ben. But Ben can't really remember. And we see that um, his central processing unit, unit has been torn out of the back of his head. So he's been damaged and his memory doesn't work right. And he's like, I know there were lots of doors. There was all of this. All of what? But um, Hi, how are you? He also keeps hugging Jim, and Jim is not a hugger. But uh, Ben tells them that, you know, he had, you know, Jim's like, I got to find a place where we can hide out. We got got to hide from pirates. And Ben's like, that's cool, but before we go, can we go to my house? Because I got to pee, which is weird. That I know about people. Oil. I mean, what is this, the second time we've seen a robot take a piss? Because we saw that in the Transformers movies when Bumblebee peed on that guy. He lubricated on him. <laughs> it's what he deserved. But Ben takes the trio to his house. And um, they check on Amelia. We, we see, you know, Dr. Dopper's going to fix up her injury, although he's not a real doctor. And uh, Ben says, hey, some of your buddies are out there and waves to the pirates. Mm-hmm. And then the pirates have found them. They're trapped in Ben's house. Silver calls for a parlay. And Jim goes out to talk to him. Why Silver didn't just then take him hostage and use him to, as a hostage. I don't understand. I mean, it's a Disney movie, but... He tries to bargain with Jim for the map. And Jim says, you know, he's like, look... You're going to give me the map, and we can go off. You just come with us. Become a pirate. We'll go off. We'll get all this money. We'll have a great adventure. It'll be a great time. And Jim says, I don't want to be a pirate. And uh, Silver says, you have till dawn to give us the map. We're going to get the ship's cannon. We're going to burn you out. We can get that map one way or the other. But again, he he doesn't really want to kill Jim, so he gives him till morning. Um, So back in the treehouse... They're all kind of freaking out because they don't actually have the map. If they had the map, at least maybe they could bargain with the map. But since they don't even have the map, they can't use that to bargain. And they can't sneak out because there's pirates here and there's pirates there. And then Ben's like, you know what? I'm just going to slip out the back real quick. And they're like, say what? <laughs> because it always had to be revealed that there is an escape route at the last possible second. Yes. So Ben opens his back door, which opens up into the planet. And we see that the planet is full of machines and that this whole planet is not a regular planet, like a big factory. but it's in fact some sort of big factory mechanical thing. <laughs> but Jim and Ben slip out and they go to the pirate camp. And in the pirate camp, they steal the pirate's long boat. And then they go up to the ship and they split up. And Jim says, disable, he sends Ben to disable the laser cannons while he goes back to the pile of rope to get the map. Uh, while they are on the ship, Ben 
does not know how to disable a laser cannon, opens the panel and it's full of circuitry and just starts picking random wires, which of course alerts the pirates that are still on the ship that there's intruders on the ship. Mm -hmm. Jim finds the map, but then Scrope finds Jim and there is a chase, which seems like it's going to be much more climactic than it is. (laughs) (laughs) And as Jim is escaping, one of the things that happens is Ben turns off the artificial gravity and him and Scrope kind of float to the top of the ship. Mm-hmm. They'll float too. And um, Scrope <laughs> is going to cut the rope that Jim is hanging on to. But then... Jim climbs down to the pole. Yeah. And he cuts the rope. And he cut... Yeah. And this... Actually, I don't know if he actually really did. I think the well, rope... I think but, Jim wasn't as heavy as Crab Man. Oh, well, maybe. Because he's, he's able broke. to get... He's able to get past... Um, Scrope and Scrope then flies off the pole and floats away the same we way don't that even know Mr. Arrow, Arrow did. Yeah, we don't. Because apparently they can survive in space without suits or anything. And we don't know how, like, what he eats or how often he needs to eat. He can still might be alive be like, out there now. Dude didn't really die. like the Transformers movie where Megatron got sent off and he just floated around until Unicron yeah. found him and was like, hey... <laughs> Did she just quote Transformers? Yes, that's my wife. <laughs> Clearly. But Jim oh, then... She's not the ocean. <laughs> but Mission well, accomplished. She likes robots. Well, she, Jim did, and... she did knock my portrait of Megatron off the wall. So. Whoa! She's in timeout. And you're still married? Yeah, for now. <laughs> Jesus! <But> she <laughs> Reference important Transformers plot points. That's true. We only hung it there to cover a hole that I did not do a great job patching up. So. <laughs> <laughs> but did you make the hole? I don't think so. <laughs> How no, the hole happened when you oh, were sending Will's chair down the stairs and you thought it's a circle in a roll and the foot went through the wall. That was you. <laughs> Allegedly. I wasn't what are you, about? <laughs> you don't have to answer anything. Exactly. <laughs> your lawyer advises you not to answer. Yeah. No, I'm going to put my hand on your leg and you're going to let. <laughs> don't want to. Yes, I do not consent. <laughs> I do not well, consent. I don't consent to this. Your compliance is At our house, Tony would say marriage rules. <laughs> okay, so mission accomplished. Jim and Ben go take the long boat. You are right there? Sorry. Now Carly's the one spitting. She found that hard to swallow. Jesus Christ! (coughs) Mm. So Jim and Ben climb back into Ben's house through the trap door, only to find that the pirates have come in and taken Captain Amelia and Doctor Doppler captive. Mm -hmm. And he's like, "I found the map," and uh, John Silver's like, "Thanks," (laughs) (laughs) and takes it from him, and they take Jim in custody. And we don't know what's going to happen to them until... Are they going to tear Jim limb from limb? We don't know. No. Thankfully, Silver can't open the map. And Jim is like, oh, oh, you can't open it? And Silver's like, open it. And he does, and then he immediately closes it. And he's like, if you want this map, you're going to have to take me too. Yeah. And then Silver's like, we're taking you all. Which is... Not exactly true. If this was not a Disney movie, he would have killed Captain Amelia <laughs> uh-huh. as an example and been like, yeah, you're coming. 
this guy's my hostage, and I'm going to shoot him too if you don't do exactly what I said. Yes, absolutely. It's all true. But it's a Disney movie, so then they just got tied together in a longboat, and they all went to follow the map. So when he opens the map this time, instead of showing a route through space, it just kind of has a green line that they follow across the planet until they get to the end. At the end, where this green line abruptly stops, there's a cliff and then nothing. And the pirates are like, where's the treasure? (laughs) I don't see the treasure. And Silver is like, where's the treasure? And Jim's like, I don't know. And he's like, make it work. And they knock Jim over. And Jim notices there's a depression under the moss on the surface of this planet. And the depression is shaped. Yeah, it's shaped like the map. All spherical and stuff. And wouldn't you know it, it's a dock. And when you put the map in the dock, it opens a giant door. (laughs) And they see that it's not just a door, it's a big portal. And as they push various areas inside the map, it opens a door to different places like Montressor Spaceport and different nebulas. And they figure out that this is how Flint was able to be such an effective uh, pirate. He used this giant portal to jump in and out, and then he would seize goods, and then he would bring it right back here to his treasure planet. And they would never find him. And they're pushing all these doors, and they're like, but where's the treasure? And Jim, who is smarter than all of these grown men, says you just have to push the right door and presses the treasure planet in the map. And that opens a portal to the center of the planet and all of the riches within. And it's a lot. It is a lot. Mm-hmm. It's, a lot. it's it literally It's like Cave of Wonders it, level. It's like, McDuck money. it's like... At, w- at which point we're like, why are we fighting? You take a quadrillion dollars. I'll take a quadrillion dollars. They can have a quadrillion. You know what I mean? Like, what are we fighting anymore for? Let's just load all this shit up and go. With that much money, you actually start devaluing. All around the core of the planet, which is what I think is fucking cool. It's like an outer shell. It's very cool. It's very cool visually. Yeah, like, something is... I guess magnetically. Money, or, I my name is Scrooge McDuck. I well, I or think the, I think the planet was like. I like to think the planet got like. It's like one of those like engineered it, factory planets, <laughs> and so what they do is from the way it looks, it looks like what's keeping the planet alive is the fact that they keep spinning the the what it would be the dead core. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It makes no sense why all that gold doesn't fall off because it's in a cylinder in the middle. Because it makes no sense why they don't fall off when they step on it because because they were on a pirate ship that was open to the elements and breathing. No, because it's a core. It's literally like a small planetoid or like a. (coughs) It's a movie. John's favorite. John's. Favorite. <laughs> I like to solve plot holes, and I like to do it simply. It's a movie. I just sometimes it's interesting to discuss it and to think about it. Yeah. Um, as long as she wants. But so <laughs> lore, it it's fun to speculate lore. Don't take the fun out of it. You know I only like my own fan theories. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> long held podcast fact that I love a fan theory as long as it's my fan theory. If it's not my fan theory, if if I didn't come up with it, it's dumb. <laughs> Firm stance. All right. Okay. Then do be fox. I, I mean, it's my opinion. It's a move point. <laughs> yes, move on. As they enter the treasure room, stop milking it. Uh, 
John down. Silver trips Great the tripwire and sets off the beginnings of a trap. As they really all, as say all of the pirates trap. are busy, busy filling their pockets full of gold, which you would, uh-huh, uh, Jim spots a skiff in the distance, grabs Ben and says, come on, we're going to escape. And they get on the ship and they start, um, Jim starts trying to put it together or put it back in working order. As they explore the ship, they find Flint's body in the flesh? In the bone. It's his corpse. I, know, I was pissed because he has six eyes, but not one of them is a patch. Yeah. Tony a was very disappointed. I mean, it was a la One-Eyed Willie. Johnny Depp has two eyes. The pirate went down with the ship. Yeah, but other pirates in the movies don't. The one dude has a wooden eye. Barbosa has two eyes. And he's and also a dead a man. <laughs> That's because so he was like weird. six eyes and no patch. Davy Jones so also did not have an eye patch. Davy Jones was an octopus monster. And so was Flint. <laughs> yeah, this is a good That's point. True. That's true. I got on that true. one. So get me there. <laughs> um, Jim notices that in Captain Flint's hand is the rest of Ben's mind. So he grabs it and puts it back in. And Ben then remembers everything, including in just, the uh, very <laughs> elaborate booby trap that Flint has planned that so that the whole planet will blow up so no one wire, will get laser. Yeah. You know. You know. Which triggers the trap. So the planet will blow up so no one could ever yeah. get his gold because he's dead. If they and only had a rogue. Then we'd be fine. Nobody rolled the track detect trap, you're right. <sighs> Uh, everybody's perception check was at one. So Jim sends Ben back out to get the doctor and Captain Amelia while he gets the skiff working again. Now, as this happens, the things start to heat up down here. The treasure starts to disintegrate, disappear, it, fall off. It almost seemed so like what, things were going through, like, I like when an earthquake happened, happens, the yes. treasure was falling into the core I'm of the planet. So <laughs> it's, very, it's very weird, like, all of a sudden... Harking back to what I said earlier, it looks like they encased the core to try to, like, you know, selectively use power and continue to use it. And so what happened... All the booby trap did was be like, oh... There was a shell around this really, really, really hot molten like think... like metal. I'm going to now open that shell and everything will fall in it. Bye. I don't know. Well, I feel like it was dormant and he turned it on and it was an engine that destroys everything. I don't Could know. Be. Who knows? It it doesn't. They don't explain any. Of it. it doesn't make sense how the treasure is being held in place and it doesn't make sense or, where it disappears to. It or, just doesn't. Potential theory, maybe that planet is more like a Dyson sphere. Jesus, a Dyson sphere. And it's actually like it contains star core. So it was more like when they turned on Nita Valir, but like worse. That made no sense to me. And that's fine because I don't need it to. Um, I got it. Thank you. I don't need that explained to me. It's cool that it went over my head. I'm not Drax. I'm not going to catch it. Um, but Jim has got that ship going and, uh, Silver spots him and is like, well, there's my ride. And he jumps on the, uh, ship and he's like, good job, Jim. Thanks for getting my ship ready. But now you're going to get off because I don't share because pirate. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they have a scuffle and Jim gets knocked off the skiff because one of the... 
Like there's a I don't know how to it's like a bolt of electricity that's being shot from one tube to another tube to power the giant doomsday engine that's gonna make this planet explode. Yeah. And it kind of like hits the boat and Jim falls off. And Jim is going to fall into the core. The, the core, the engine core. Mm-hmm. And Silver uses his cyborg arm to pull the boat out of the electronic laser thing because he's got to save his boat and his treasure. And then he tries to get Jim because he doesn't want Jim to die because he's got all these soft, warm, fuzzy feelings for Jim. So he tries to save this kid, but he can't reach Jim and save the boat. And this pirate, who much like the Grinch, his heart has grown three sizes bigger. (laughs) He doesn't have a go-go gadget cyborg arm. No. He just has a cyborg arm. But he lets go of the boat and it's destroyed and all his treasure with it. Mean and then he saves Jim, and then they run and they get back through the portal. And um, while this is happening, Doctor Doppler and Amelia have been in the longboat being hostages. And as they're chatting, there's been this whole subplot where Doctor Doppler and Amelia have slowly been falling in love. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's a subplot. Nice slow burn. It, it's just there. Nobody really. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> Is that true? But It's true. That it's man has no dick. dick. Jesus? The walls on the 53rd piece were bleeding. It's a bit twinky. So, uh, okay. The, um, Dr. Doppler realizes that he has tiny, tiny it's little Ghostbusters, Miss Neva Delier. Whatever the hell you're talking about. And he is he able to Delir. escape yes, the rope. No. So they end up turning the tables on their pirate captors. And they get free. They then go and they get the ship. And they bring the ship down so that when Jim and Silver escape through the portal, the ship is right there. And they jump on it. And they're going to start to get away. But Dr. Doppler does some quick math and says we're, they're, the engine isn't at full power, so they're never going to get clear. They're going to be destroyed. And then Jim has a brilliant plan. He's... He sees the portal and he's like, we just have to open a different door. We can escape through the portal. And he makes himself a quick wind surfer. Um, And uh, John Silver helps him. And Jim says, just follow me. Whatever you do, don't turn around. You know, whatever happens to me, you know, I might die, but everyone else will live. All three of you. (laughs) Actually, there's like 10 pirates tied up in the ship. (laughs) Um, so he uses his cool windsurfer to fly towards the portal, but his engine dies halfway through and he has to jump start it on the side of a cliff that he's falling down. But with like, like lighting a match. <laughs> yeah. Yep. With two se- like two or three seconds to spare, he's able to reignite his engine, fly faster than the ship that has passed him. So then he repasses the ship and he and much like Tony Reaching out of a golf cart to get a golf ball. <laughs> he presses the button for the Montressor spaceport. The ship goes through just as the planet behind them explodes. And they are safe. And that's not what God, happened to Tony when he got that golf ball. No. Well, but that's because Tony fell out of the cart. <laughs> he didn't have Are you sure I was there? Captain Amelia on the wheel. Not how I remember. He, had drunk, he Joe. had drunk Joe. He had drunk Joe driving up a hill. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was your first mistake. 
I know, man. Of right. many. They shouldn't have had 80,000 shot, eight goddamn whiskey sours. They didn't have eight whiskey sours. It was eight shots of fireball. I'm thinking I really want to do that tournament again, but I don't think I can take those shots. I just don't no, think I can. I don't think we have to. I think it was fun and I would like to do it again, but without the shots. Well, we definitely have to see if we can do better next time. Our team play that much. anyway. Shoot the ball again, though. That's pretty cool. Shoot the ball good. Yeah, but they lied about where your ball went. Jesus. We just skipped that whole thing. It shot it out of a big gun. We what? didn't do it. They did. They had a giant rifle, right. and you, they put the golf ball in it and shot it. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> All right. After on the, on the first hole, I guess, which for us was like the 18th hole or the 17th okay. hole. Yeah. After this very dramatic surf slash sailing sequence, they make it. They're back to the spaceport. As they celebrate, Jim looks around for Silver and notices he's missing. He then catches him escaping on the last um, longboat. Um, they have a quick discussion. Silver invites Jim to come with him. He says, pirate. And Jim says, no, he's going to chart his own path. Mm-hmm. And Silver's like, You're, you've got greatness in you, kid, greatness. And um, they hug goodbye. And then Silver tells Morph to stay and keep an eye on Jim. And then throws him a handful of treasure to help his mom get her in back. Which... But screw Mr. Duff. Why? Why Jim didn't have three pockets full That's of treasure? That's what I said. Put the treasure in your fucking pockets. <laughs> all right. If I'm on Treasure Planet, Book the bags, first people. thing I'm doing is putting treasure in all yes. of my pockets. Gold is heavy. Now, hey. I mean, after watching the Goonies, I know the Fratellis are going to make you spit the jewels out that you put in your mouth. But well, what was that movie you did where they the went to Africa? Died. And they got the, the Congo. Congo. The Congo. Put the fucking things in your pocket. Well, no, they couldn't pick up those because anybody who touched a diamond got ate by a gorilla. Yeah, but once they killed the gorillas. Yes, I know. But there were <laughs> confirmed gorilla aliens. She didn't need to throw that diamond out of the balloon. No. I'm just saying. Put Although, one in your goddamn pocket. <laughs> that's why I like, that's why I like um, romancing the stuff. I'm not a thief. At the end, they're like, did he keep the stone? And he, he kept the fucking stone. I'm not <laughs> a thief. Let him done that on you the podcast. If you go on a treasure hunt and you find treasure, put something you've got there. Speaking of romancing the stone, we should watch Gleaming the Cube. Or, uh, Completely different movie. Nothing to do with each other. I don't know why. Uh, or National Treasure at the end. We only got 10% of no, 8. Like 1%. 1% of 8 billion or something. He took 1%. Of times off his Ferrari. Darn it. And then they found an even bigger treasure in the second and there's a third the one. No, there wasn't. It was a TV show. But Nick Cage shows up in it, I think. Does he? I don't know. I didn't get past episode one. Like, I didn't watch fucking it at all. Anyways, we're almost done here. Let me oh. finish. So uh, they excited. hug goodbye, Silver gives him money, and Morph stays with Jim. Uh, back at the spaceport, <coughs> Jim finds his mom, and they get a hug. And then we flash to the inn. Re-opening. And Sarah has oh. rebuilt the inn. And we see that enough time has passed that Captain Amelia and Dr. Doppler have had babies. Which, by the way, and I then, need to say something that fucking upsets me. Why? If you're go, Disney has this problem where whenever they have a coupling yeah. of two different races of beings, yeah. and then their babies are one or the other, they're not true hybrids. Well... It's weird. 
But Tony goes, why are there four? I said, it's a litter. She's a cat. <laughs> also a dog. I didn't think about that. Or, excuse me, Mog. We have a mat and a Mog. I am reading a series of uh, science fiction fantasy romances, and they have shapeshifters, and shapeshifters of different animals can have babies together, and their babies' animals determined by who's more dominant. Oh. So, a so it wolf, is one or the other. So a wolf and a leopard had babies, and they also they had triplets, and two of the babies were wolves, and one of the baby was a leopard. A la so, Disney. So I'm just saying, I guess it just depends on your lore and your world. But I've just been whatever the Disney artists were like Christmas on that contemporary maybe, romance novellas for Doc, weeks. Maybe <laughs> Doctor Doppler and Captain Amelia are of the same species, and the girls are all cats, and the boys are all dogs. Uh, I mean, they have to be know? for them to mate. We we don't really know. <laughs> well, we're all like one one hundredth of a Neanderthal or something like that. And some of us more than others. So you and know, if you're both humanoid, then you can. Inter, you know, we I don't know what about alien DNA, but anyways, so then the door opens and there's Jim, home on leave from the Royal Academy. Captain Amelia put in a good word for him. And now and he's, he's becoming James T. Kirk. Spitty. I just kept thinking of Star Trek. And yeah. <laughs> he goes to but the Academy <laughs> to be a captain. All's well that ends well because this is a Disney movie. I really and expected the mom's medallion to like light up or something and then he had to go find his father i thought there were going to be like a sequel set up but which she said there was originally supposed to be a trilogy yeah but they didn't but so. but she had a weird glowy red medallion or but like. when you lose 80 million dollars they don't really make you let you have another one the end especially since it was their biggest flop until 2011 like that's a long time to be your biggest flop that's not but there was year. also a long long time where any disney movie was gold yeah. yeah. Anything they put out. Right. Like, Instant hit. So you want to make money? Well, just put Disney represents. It was, it was like that for Marvel for a long time, too. Yeah. Marvel. And now it's like... But, like, Atlantis didn't do very well, and this one didn't do very well. And it was one of those kind of strange... It's like when they weren't sure they'd put it under TriStar. Was that the other Disney company? Yeah. I think Where's so. They got rid of all of the subsidiaries. Yeah. Now it's just Disney. Yeah. All right. But uh, that's the end. So we're going to let Carly go first. Oh, all right. Well, my favorite character, <coughs> excuse me, I liked Captain Amelia and John Silver. Okay. <laughs> my least favorite character was the crab spider dude. Scrope. Yes. My favorite scene was from when they arrive at Flint's treasure plant, basically from the mutiny to to the end or to mm-hmm. the when they escape not necessarily the end but to when they escape the planet through the alternate door yeah my favorite line was um blah, blah, blah. dr doppler oh, when he <laughs> and captain amelia are tied up and he says i feel like such a useless weakling and then he realizes his hands have come loose of the ties and he says with abnormally thin wrists <laughs> I don't know why, but I thought that was funny. That was my second favorite line. And uh, my favorite tertiary object, I don't know if I'm remembering it right, but in the in, in the beginning, it seemed like it was raining outside, and she mm-hmm. had like a window, 
that would look like whatever you wanted it yeah. to outside. And I thought that was cool. <laughs> yes, you are remembering it correctly. So that was my favorite tertiary object. Okay. And I'll give it a yay. It was, it was fine. I kind of played games on my phone through most of it. But <laughs> like I didn't actually see but it. But I would watch it what again. What a stunning recommendation from <laughs> It was visually amazing. It was I good, think. though. I enjoyed it. It was a nice story. What? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, I would say my favorite character... Um, Hmm. You haven't thought about it yet? Honestly, uh, so <laughs> I need oh, to skip you oh, and come back. I acted like I was crazy because I didn't do my notes yet until we started. <laughs> Should we skip you and come back? You know what? Yeah, do me last. Do me last. Okay, all right. We'll skip you. Tony. My favorite characters were Captain Amelia and Mr. Arrow. My least favorite character was Doppler. That That's was, fair. He's annoying. My favorite line are all the song lyrics for... <laughs> And my favorite scene was I like when they're running around the treasure room. And my favorite so case tertiary object categories. was oh, the skyboard. Yeah, that is kind of. <laughs> and and well, I think I already told you that, but I, I was telling you this how my mom called me on a plane one time, and she's like, uh, "What's his name? Johnny Resnick?" Uh huh. She's like, "Do you know who Johnny Resnick is?" I was like. You mean the lead singer of the Goo Goo Dolls? And she's like, yeah, do you like him? I was like, I mean, I, I guess he's all right. Do you want to talk to him? He's sitting right next to me. I was like, why are you bothering to him? Like, I've been talking to him. He's really cool. I was like, what am I going to say to him, Mom? Sleep with poor man alone. <laughs> and she's apparently sat on a flight with him and talked his poor ear off. So if you hear this, Johnny, I'm very sorry. <laughs> if Johnny Resnick listens to our podcast, please send us an email. Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. I uh, went through a big Goo Goo Dolls phase. In the and then you can tell him like about his mom. <laughs> okay. So um, we can get Johnny Bristol on the phone. What do you want him to sing to you? Black Balloon? That's one of my favorites. <laughs> oh, leave the poor guy alone. He just, he's on an <laughs> I just want to talk to your son, lady I don't know. <laughs> um, I'll get this movie. It's fine. It was, it was fun. Love of my life. The pressure of my dreams. Yeah. <laughs> pressure of your dreams? Yeah, because you're going to hate this. I'm not prepared. I'm, I'm going to put you down under name. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. My favorite character is John, only because he has a really cool name. Yep, okay. Uh, Checks out. My least favorite character is Morph. because in movies. Least favorite character too? Morph. Morph. Uh, like you don't like Morph? No, he steals things and he's a little shit at the worst time. That's All fair. Pirates. He's a dog. He's like a dog. He's though. every D and D character you've ever wanted to be. <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. But he's like a, a dog that can change its shape. <laughs> My favorite uh, tertiary object is the hoverboard with the sail. Yeah. The, the, in the, the wind surfer. Or what? I don't know what it's called, but it's yeah. really cool. I I die on one of those. Yeah. <gasps> You're probably not gonna live. It's not her safe. I, don't watch yeah. it. I mean, when he went through that wheel. It's like, do we need to do that? My <laughs> favorite so scene. Just gone over it. It's the adrenaline rush, man. My favorite scene is the one. Um, so when he lets the guy go, mm-hmm. and he throws money at him. Right after that, when he goes to jail for letting a criminal go, he doesn't go to the academy. <laughs> that would be my favorite scene. Because... That's not. This is a Disney movie. Oh, and my favorite line is after um, Doctor Doppler shoots the 
the thing and it falls down everybody. Did you mean to do that? Do you know I did? What do you mean? <laughs> 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 it was like something hanging in Like a piece of machinery or something. And he shot it and it killed like six people. <laughs> it did kill six people. It killed six people? It killed some pirates. It landed on top of them. I, I thought it just knocked them out. And they went through the moon door. <laughs> what do you think happened after they, they went through the moon door? They flew away with Officer Sapir. Right. <laughs> no, they flew away with Mr. Arrow and stroked the lobster monster. But yeah, did you mean to do that do you know i did because that was pretty funny that was funny and my second one was carly's and you're gonna give this and i will yay this movie really yeah i mean it's not a very good movie but if you're into this kind of thing i mean watch atlantis but this is cool too are you sure you want to change that to a baby jesus okay it's a yay i think he probably put this on his c tier are you ready to go um, yeah, sure. So, I, I have to agree, my favorite character is Amelia. Um, we all love a, a nice feline badass. Uh, and we love Emma Thompson. I'd have, great. I'd have to say my least favorite character uh, is Flatulence Man. Specifically because you never get subtitles to make sense of whatever the hell he's saying. You only get impressions, and I think that's weird. Um, well, fart jokes are for kids, though. Yeah. But when the farting did start, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it, was, it was just a little bit. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. that much. I thought it would get excessive, but it didn't. But, like, <laughs> if, if flatula is a fucking language, and you're speaking that language, usually you get subtitles. We didn't get any. There was a movie we were watching the other day where they spoke in a different language and they didn't give subtitles, and I was pretty pissed off about it. <laughs> I can't remember what it was. Because so. it's like, well, what are they saying? Mm-hmm. I know you could get the impression. But anyway, <laughs> so um, my favorite scene is the supernova black hole sequence, even though it does not make sense whatsoever. I did enjoy... I, I The thing about space that I'm obsessed with the most is the life cycle of stars. I just think... Stars are super cool. The way they work is really interesting and fascinating to me. I have a million posters about it. Um, and, uh, well, yeah. Um, I'd have to say my favorite tertiary object um, is... Uh, my favorite tertiary object would, in fact, be uh, the poorly tied restraints on Doplin when he yeah. reaches his hand up and he's like, oh shit, I have thin wrists. Okay. small wrists. <laughs> yes. Uh, you have a favorite line? But that's not my favorite line. My favorite line is when Amelia goes, oh, you have beautiful eyes. She's lost her mind. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> uh, and that's it. And that's yay, it. nay, maybe. Uh, Obviously, I, I think would, it's a yay. I, I, I am a yay. I, I think this movie is uh, cool. Um, because it's a you, it's a cool movie in space. Okay. All right. Um, I do like this movie quite a bit because of the that it's just kind of a fun adventure. I always thought Treasure Island was fun. Out of all the old kind of those old sort of adaptations, Treasure Island was always way more fun than like a Robin Hood adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite character is. John Silver. I just think he's great. I especially like when he's pretending to be a suck-up 
like to the captain mm -hmm. and she's like save that load of flim flam for those women on the dock and he's like oh you cut me to the quick but every time he's just being like sucking up and stuff like that it, it really is amusing my least favorite character is uh Rorschwart, the smelly sort of a cheese uh played by scrope the lobster weirdo my favorite scene much like jen or jen much like gwen jesus I do that stuff constantly. Much like Gwen, my favorite scene is when they are escaping the exploding star, which is a great sequence. My favorite line is from the beginning when Jim is taken into custody by the police and they tell his mom we see his type all the time. Wrong choices, dead enders, losers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so well delivered. It makes me laugh. And my favorite tertiary object is the space backgrounds. So... I was reading some of the trivia, and this is kind of cool, that some of these background, they, um, this is one of the first times they blended CGI with hand-drawn animation. And you can kind of see it, like, mm -hmm. in some of the scenes, the different types of animation. But some of the backgrounds that they used came from Peter Pan. Really? And when you see, like, just out in space, so those, that's my favorite tertiary object, is the space backgrounds. And I just really like that how they did them to make them look like space and i like some of the bad reviews were about how they thought the cgi looked terrible interspersed with the animation but i actually think it made it look more space-like yeah. yeah so i thought it was really cool and i i appreciate those little things and i don't know why mm -hmm. but i think this is a good great movie and i think it is part of one of those disney movies that doesn't get the credit for being as interesting as it is and I think people today would appreciate this kind of movie more because it doesn't have the romance plot or the mm -hmm. princess who's, who's, if only she could find a man, her life would be complete. They really, so they did include um, Treasure Planet as, 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 um, as well as many other, like, as, long, as well as Atlantis and other niche stuff like Chicken Fucking Little in their... Um, I love that movie, too. I know, that's such a good movie. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, um, in the, they did, like, I forgot, I literally, I, lo I saw this hours ago, and I literally forgot what it was called, but it was a memoir Do film whatever. where they just were like, hey, this is a little thing we made as a tribute to all of our movies and products, and mm -hmm. bada bing, bada boom. Everybody from every movie is going to be in there, and they included them. So they recognize they exist. But I think some of these lesser-known movies would do well today. Somebody, one of the reviews said, this needs a live action animation. No, no, and, no. And I was like, yeah, but you could watch so many different live action Treasure Islands. Maybe just watch one of yeah. those. Yeah. Although steampunk is hard to make look good when they do it live action. It looks better in cartoons, I think. Because yeah. it just... You know I really don't care about science, but the math just is never checks out correctly. <laughs> it's very hard. But that was Treasure Planet. All right. Well, please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Elaine would love to hear from you. Especially if you were ever in the goo-goo dolls. <laughs> well, have you ever been in the 90s? I did see them in concert. Even the there. heights. <laughs> have you talked to an angel? Yeah, that's. Yeah, I talked to that dude. But you would. And tune in next week on the podcast for John's pick. What, what you going for? The with? new year. I decided I'm going to go with something I just want to talk about X Men First Class.
Cool. I mean, we'll see, right? <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I was going to do with honors because it has um, Moira Kelly. You guys haven't seen it, but I was like, no, I want to talk about X-Men First Class because it's fun. I just rewatched that. Because you just really like Kevin Bacon? Yeah. I, you say that like you don't really like Kevin Bacon. He likes all forms of bacon. <laughs> Kevin and other ones. <laughs> Kevin is the only kind of bacon I won't eat. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs>